Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change. Well, we've made it through the first round of Democratic presidential debates, and joining us once again is my old friend and colleague, Betty Covertier. Originally from Brooklyn, New York, Betty called the Atlanta area home for many years. Now in retirement, she spends a good deal of her time in Florida, RVing with her dogs. She joins us to share her experiences and observations on the politics, the candidates, and what's on the minds of Florida voters, all from her unique perspective. An out lesbian of Puerto Rican descent, Betty was the founder, producer, and host of Alternative Perspectives, an LGBTQ radio show that continues to air on WRFG Radio Free Georgia, a community-owned and operated station. She served in various capacities on a number of nonprofit organizations over the years in Atlanta area before retiring and is the recipient of many awards for her service to the community. Betty, welcome back to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm so happy to be talking with you again. How are you doing? So, mm-hmm. so I just stay local so I can go and see my uh, the doctors that I have found down here. And there are many, many doctors willing to do you know, and get paid by Medicare. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So I'm just, you know, trying to just enjoy, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting very, very familiar with Central Florida. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I might write a book on it at some point, like everybody else does when they get to know something uh-huh. so well. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, oh. Well, I'm yeah. glad that you're okay. I was in Atlanta for a minute, boy, and it's been hot there. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, I've heard that I, I talked to folks, you know, from back home and whatnot, and, you know, it's been unbearable up, up there also. But uh, this summer's been very, very, uh, very hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. It's getting cooler now. I mean, today is still in the 90s. Uh-huh. And well, you know, but, I think it, it's time for us to talk because, you know, there's so much that's going on, and, you know, I always want to hear, first of all, how you are, and um, then go from there. So, Oh, well, thank you for the invite. Thank you so much for calling, you know, for sending me the email and inviting me because uh, you must have known it was time for me to rant a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, so you, much. So. I know. I, you don't even, I don't even know where to start, you know. It's just mm-hmm. um, everything is just, you know, I mean, everything is just so, so chaotic in plain English. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter well, who you, you talk to. Nobody really, you know, it's it's like everybody is in 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 this this space of 
we really don't know what's happening, you know, because mm -hmm. the way I look at it, if you weren't informed from the beginning, in other words, if you don't know the history of the politics of this country from each administration mm -hmm. on to each, there's like, it just leaves you in a place of, okay, so what the hell is going on? You know, mm -hmm. they don't, they, they don't have no explanations that uh, how to um, sort of kind of make sense of what is going on and what they hear on the on the TV, and then you know they have the different channels. And down here, you know, the Fox News is a big thing down here, mm -hmm. and everybody well, everybody's misinformed. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that that we know that 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 has been under attack, and that you know you hear people talking about that's a big topic is health care, and you have mm -hmm. you know uh, Bernie and. Um, Elizabeth Warren talking about Medicare for All. Everyone is talking about it. And as a senior citizen, and, and part of why you're there in Florida, one of the things that's keeping you there is my health mm -hmm. care. Right. As, you're, as you're down there and you're seeing, and, you know, we also know that particularly senior citizens in general, but particularly elders in the LGBTQ community, you know, that's a big thing with us. What are you seeing yeah. and what is the conversation there? I mean, are people talking about health care? And I know we've talked over a period of time, like at one point how they were, when you got there, they were talking about, oh, that Obamacare. And then it's like, no, nah, they're softening that. But now that they've had some time to see right. what's yeah. with health care, what's the conversation? Well, the conversation among seniors is not that really, they're not really that concerned because if they have Medicare and a supplement, basically mm -hmm. everything is taken care of because that's how I'm functioning down here. I have Medicare and I had a supplement from my old job in New York. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that 20% is taken care of. So I, I guess when I go see a doctor, I say to the doctor, if it's not taken care of by Medicare, don't talk to me about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that takes care because what you have down here is a lot of experimental stuff with the, the older folks with all my aches and pain, this is what I've encountered, all these elderly folks that also have pains, you know, and they have these things that haven't been addressed and they want to look for the short-term thing. And, you know, stem cell, stem cell stuff is very, very popular down here, okay? Mm. And some, mm -hmm. some can afford it and some cannot because Medicare does not do stem cell. But there's all kinds of different alternatives that Medicare takes care of as far as injections and, and gels and stuff for the knee and stuff for your, you know, your hip and all this other kind of stuff, you know. And um, so a lot of folks do that. But one thing about, that I've noticed is that people from Canada come to Florida for their treatment. Really? Yes. They pay for them. They pay for them down here because they have money. Mm -hmm. Okay. In Canada, they have, they say to me, uh, we have to wait six months a year before we can see the doctor. Okay, mm. so that's, that's universal health care, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and that, that's an issue. And I, that's what I've heard a lot, even people from Europe that I've talked to, um, uh, they have to wait, you know, so they go other mm -hmm. places, that, you know, where they can get appointments faster, or if they, if they have the money, they will pay. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, those like myself who do not have the money to pay, we just say, okay, whatever Medicare takes care of and my supplement, that's what I want you to do for me, okay? Mm -hmm. So I, I go to three different pain doctors, you know, but they all get take care, take, you know, taken care of by Medicare. And, and, and Medicare for all, I, you know, the one, thing, the one thing people don't understand 
because you're not on Medicare is that Medicare is not free now. It's not free. You know, mm-hmm. you pay for that from your Social Security check. You pay yep. for it when you were working, okay? So you can have the benefit when you turn 65, and then they take out the premium from your Social Security check when you turn 65 because you can get you can get a Social Security at 62, which is what I did. So from 62 to 65, your Social Security check is larger <laughs> and then when mm-hmm. when that 65 kicks in that very next month you're minus the hundred and whatever dollars they're charging that year wow. you know? mm-hmm. right <laughs> automatic okay and then whatever when you turn 65 and medicare kicks in your the the, the health care that you had which is what i had in new york city disappears it just phew, vanishes no warning it's just gone <laughs> mm. Right. And that becomes your supplement because that's what was contracted through the unions when you work for New York City. But that's not, you know, everywhere. That's New York City because when you work for New York City, you, you had a good health care plan, you know, and, and the benefits that come along with it are very good. Okay. So, but that's unionized. Okay. So that's where unions come in. I, I swear by unions. I mean, anybody tell me that people down here are not very familiar with unions because apparently Florida has not been a union state. Okay, mm-hmm. so they 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 just go for their supplements like Humana and and that United Health thing is big down here. And now you have uh, Avent Avent Healthcare, which is a a hospital chain, and they have another one. I mean, every other. I mean, you have hospitals, emergency, uh, urgent care places and doctors just popping up everywhere down here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everywhere no. i mean they, no, you, since i've been down here they must have doubled when when i first come from from the time i've been here just the short time that i've been here they've doubled everywhere I mean, mm-hmm. and, but healthcare is a tricky subject i mean you have to actually really get the information and understand what it is that you need and what it is it's going to cost you because nothing is free <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they talk about it, it sounds like it's going to be free. You know, when mm-hmm. I heard I heard Bernie, you know, talk about it last in the last debates about, um, you know, uh, deductions will disappear. You know, co-pays will disappear. Well, I don't. I'm not sure how that will happen because mm-hmm. that's going to be a tremendous cost, and it's still going to fall back on the taxpayer. You know, mm-hmm. so the taxpayer is going to have to foot the bill. You know, how they mm-hmm. how they formulated it and how they come out with a cost. Is, is is beyond me. I mean, I I I I just can't see it happening. Okay, mm-hmm. the best the best remedy is Obamacare and fixing it because the error there was that when they had those 33 states that didn't have the Medicaid expansion, that's what made it go bad for so many folks mm-hmm. because I mean Obamacare was made or the you know uh, uh, the uh, the Affordable Care Act, which is one of the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. was made, you know, put into place to work alongside Medicaid for those people who could not afford insurance. And mm-hmm. people so, you know, don't seem to understand that. A lot of folks still don't understand that. They, you know, they just, because somebody told them it failed, you know, Republicans, <laughs> they believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they don't look into it, they don't read up on it, and they don't um, go back to see how it was intended to work for the people, you know, because the federal government was going to foot the bill. You know, taxpayers' money, of course, was going to foot the bill, but 
it was the, the, the federal government that was going to foot the Medicaid for the Medicaid expansion. So it wasn't going to cost any more, you know. But by those states not doing Medicaid expansion, it left. That's where you get all those millions of people that don't have insurance because they can't afford it. Okay, because you mm-hmm. you have to make up to twelve. You have to make twelve thousand dollars or more to be able to get into Obamacare. If you make mm-hmm. less, if you make less, you don't qualify. But if you don't have Medicaid expansion in your state, you're left to. Um, you know, whatever they do for poor people. Because I did, I, I, I helped my neighbor years ago when I was up there um, because he was living with his sister. He had no job. He had no income. He didn't qualify. We had to go up online because the first thing you had to do was go up into the uh, Affordable Care Act thing and apply. And once you get turned down, then you go to Social Security and they put you to the process of, uh, of um, declaring you, um, you know, not, not, not being able to afford anything. Mm-hmm. So then, then they start giving you, uh, if you're disabled and for whatever reasons that you can't work and stuff like that, then they put you, they give you the SSI and then they give you Medicaid and, and depending on if, you know, you qualify, they'll either give you the uh, Medicare early because some mm-hmm. people can be on both, you know, depending on their condition. But um, it's just people don't, don't understand the whole process. So I'm, I, I don't know, you know, uh, Medicare mm-hmm. for all, it sounds good. But I, mm-hmm. I personally, I don't think it'll work because it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be too costly. They need mm-hmm. to fix Obamacare. They just need to get those thirty-three other states to do the um, the uh, Medicaid expansion. You know, Kentucky was smart. Kentucky made their own Medicaid expansion and named it their own thing. You know, they took the Obamacare, changed the name to Kentucky Cade or something or other, and but they actually took that process of what mm-hmm. it is that was intended but gave it another name and said that it was their thing and then their legislators, you know, their, their Senate and their Congress, their, the state on the state level developed Obamacare, but under their own name and, it, and did Medicaid expansion. And it works great up there because that's, you know, and, and, and that's why like McConnell has taken credit for that. Okay. And mm. that's why he, he keeps getting voted back in. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Kentucky mm-hmm. is a very poor place. I mean, oh, except, yeah. For the horse people, you know what I mean? It's bluegrass mm-hmm. and you know, derby place, but if you don't have horses, you don't have money there, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I mean uh-huh. Yeah. Now another another issue which I think is interesting because I think it's it's interesting too that you're there in Florida and we know that Florida is one of those states. How many elections have we had that where Florida came in? So, you know, so if you could get all right, climate change. Okay, we were just talking about how hot it's been. Okay, and you have, so if, if you know, in Florida, I know we have a big influx of elders because of, of, of health insurance, you know, and being able to get that medical care. But are, in your travels and are you down there, are people talking about climate change? I, you know, we've always had a lot of climate change deniers. And unfortunately, well, that, you know, it's a generational thing sometimes. But, right. I mean, I was in Georgia. You're down there. You're talking about it was 90 today. It's end of October. Are people talking, hearing that aspect of it? Are they, are they looking for, is that one of the issues they're thinking about for 2020? Well, I, the only, <laughs> in, where I am in Central Florida, 
what's the, the, the topic of discussion when it's hot like it is, you know, is mm-hmm. that a lot of them are just coming back from the north. Okay, mm-hmm. so when you get back, those people, like I just, the guy from, uh, that goes back to Alaska, so he has restaurants up there, and he goes up there for the summer, because that's when the business is good, you know, up there, and uh, he just got back this week, and I saw him last night, and I saw him this morning, and um, he, he says, it's too hot, it's just too hot, I said, well, you came back too soon, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's too hot, it's too hot, because it's, it's cool up there in Alaska, you know. But mm-hmm. this is, they come back to Central Florida uh, for precisely for the weather because it cools down in October, supposedly. But so mm-hmm. far, it has not done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still hot, you know. So and it's still this whole next week is going to be hot. And I don't know what they have for next, you know, for next week. But they are. I already saw the weather, you know, prediction for this week. It's all going to be mm-hmm. close to the you know ninety all week mm-hmm. long. And, uh, did he feel that, that anything had been different in Atla- in Alaska? Did he did he comment on anything changing in Atlanta? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There. Huge cruise. He, he his business is based on the cruise industry. Okay, because uh-huh. he's he's I'm trying to remember. He's in Fairbanks, I think it is. But he has this pizzeria, and you know the guy is is, is part of the one percent because he's made a lot of money up there, and mm-hmm. um, and. Um, uh, he said it was extraordinarily busy, you know, extraordinarily busy. He was telling me he sold uh, 4,000 pounds of salmon, 2,000 pounds, no, 4,000 pounds of halibut, 2,000 pounds of salmon in just a few months, okay, and 100, mm. pe- and 100 pizzas a day. Wow. Okay? And the pizzas up there are not, are not $7.99 or, or, or $10.99. He, his, his cheapest pizza is $25, and it goes up to 40 because wow. that's, that's what the price is for pizza up there. <laughs> mm. I told him, I guess I won't be eating pizza if I go to Alaska. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he said it was very, very busy. Lots of cruises, lots of people, uh, I guess because the, 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 uh, the economy, you know, mm-hmm. the is good and people have been, you know, even, even, even uh, people who are not in the 1%, you know, the regular Joe out there, and that, that's what you find down here a lot is that even the regular people are invested in the stock market. And they like the fact that the economy is good in that aspect and they've made money in the last year. You know, yeah. so, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the people I've met here, you know, one, one lady, her husband, that's all, she, that's all he does. He's home all day long on, on the computer doing trading all day long. Mm. And he's made a good of the money this past year. So they, they're, they're very happy with the administration. <laughs> wow. Right. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. They have, you know, they have, you know, they give up, they give up the effects of anything else because they're making the money, you know? And that to me is, you know, that to me is wrong because it's just like every, everything else is going to hell, but because they're making money, it doesn't matter to them, you know? So, but it, it's just a very interesting, um, you know, um, it's, to me, it's very interesting that when you find all this, 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 this diverse opinions. I mean, I, I have black individuals that that, that are Trump, Trumpsters. They and and mm-hmm. I mean, it's and you mention HRC, in other words, uh, Hillary, and they go crazy. I, that is, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't stand her. And I, 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 I calmly ask them, and why is it that you can't stand her? They don't know. They don't know. I just mm-hmm. don't like looking at her. I don't like hearing her. I just don't like, I said, you don't like what? What is it? 
I need to understand. I don't understand. And I, and I express myself <laughs> about it because I ask people, what is it that makes you hate Hillary so much? But nobody knows why. Nobody knows why. It's because they heard some sound bites on Fox uh-huh. News or, or read something in some paper or some blog or something, and they stick to that. And, and then they just repeat that she can't uh-huh. be trusted. She can't be trusted. I said trusted when, 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 when. She can't be trusted. Benghazi. Uh, she was. She was. She testified for eleven hours. Um, uh-huh. There's not. They're still investigating her, but now they're finding out that she did nothing wrong. But they're uh-huh. still talking bad, you know. And they still say, "I can't stand her." Uh-uh. Well, how you know? do they feel about? I mean, right now, you know, there's a front runner, Elizabeth um, Warren. How do they feel about her? Nobody feels anything about any of the Democrats down here right now. They don't, wow. you know, even. Even the, the ones that are Democrat and say that uh, will vote Democrat, but they just don't know who yet, you know. Mm. And I and I'm always I'm always saying to them, vote blue no matter who. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say to them, and they look at me. I said that vote blue. If you don't know who you want to vote to vote, vote blue no matter who. As long as you're saying you're going to be a Democrat and you want a Democrat to vote, that's what we have to do. You got to vote blue no matter who. Because it might not, think? it might not be, it might not be the person that you like that's going to be mm-hmm. selected, you know. Mm-hmm. But if we what don't, you, you know, if, and now with this thing with Gab, with, with what's her name, Gabby, Gab, Gabby, um, yeah, um, Gabar, Gabar, the the, the the Hawaiian, uh-huh. the Hawaiian lady, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and the soldier, she's a soldier, you know. And to me, that's uh, and then Hillary has has been, you know, spoken on that one, and they're making big big things on the radio, you know, on on the news. It's just a huge thing how she has put herself into the presidential election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so you know why they, they never get tired of Hillary. I swear they never get tired of Hillary. Mm-hmm. They make headlines no matter what. Is the line, you know, in talking to people, does the line really seem to be like who's making money and who isn't? Like, because you, like you were saying, like the ones who are playing the market and they're making money, they're, they're just fine with that. Yeah, is, is that really just the bottom line for them? Like, okay, we're yeah. making money, and they don't care yeah. about any of the other issues yeah. that they see. Yeah, yeah, that's the bottom line for them. Mm. That's it. I've had them, you know, say to me, as long as I'm making money. I said, and, and I say to them, nothing else matters. The, the 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 children at the border don't matter. Crying in cages, you know, nothing matters. Nothing matters. You know, the the the, the rights are being taken away from. From women, from the LGBT, because they all know I'm gay down here. So you know, it's just like mm-hmm. I, I tell you, you know, he, you know, people like myself, and I tell them, I'm, I'm in danger because I represent all the groups he don't like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And if we allow him to put us in internment camps, I'm gonna be one of the first to go because I'm Hispanic, I'm a woman, I'm a lesbian, and I'm a senior, you know. So it's like all of those. He wants to get rid of all of them, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just yeah. Because that, that's not, even though he's a senior, but he doesn't see himself as that, you know. He doesn't see himself as anything but him. And he's the most important thing, you know. Nothing matters mm-hmm. but him, you know. So it's just, and his family, I guess. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, it's just, uh, it, it's just total chaos. I mean, and, and it surprises me that it, some of the Republicans just now are starting to say something, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, still, and still they're not saying enough. Because I mean, how much how much do they have to see to say that he needs to be removed? 
because uh-huh. he's a danger. He's a danger to this country. As simple as that. He's a danger. You know, we so, just you know. How do you turn your back? I mean, and, and this uh-huh. this is it's political, and, and and the Republicans don't understand the fact that how you turn your back on the Kurds who have fought alongside our soldiers and have uh-huh. died and have died. You know, for the purpose of 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 what we wanted to do. And getting rid of ISIS, you know, they yes, uh-huh, they wanted uh-huh. to get rid of ISIS also, but that was our purpose for being there to start out with, you know, uh-huh. and they and they decided to help a long time ago when we were fighting ISIS, you know. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I mean, how do you turn your back on and 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 not and not you know say well how patriotic is this guy? They don't even question it. They don't even question it, you know. So uh, it's that's, just, a, that's the thing. And you know, I mean, I've had people who would say who often like well. Maybe the, the, the older Americans would think about their kids. I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. if you, you listen to things and you think about, you know, you hear the Me Too movement and they think about their daughters or their granddaughters. I mean, and also, I mean, you think about Florida. There was the Parkland shooting. The, the Stonehouse Douglas High School shooting was right there in Parkland, Florida. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, so you would think... Right. But Pulse, then, Pulse is right here. Pulse is like 15 miles from me, where I am, okay? Mm-hmm. None, of the, none of those shootings do they ever discuss. None of it. Wow. None of it. It's just um, they, they're in the rural niche, you know. I, there's one, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, 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 there's a lady that comes here. She is uh, African-American, and um, she is in, she's, I guess, in her early 40s, I guess. And... Um, She's a Trumpster, and, 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 you know, there's nothing that I could say. That, and she calls herself religious. She's a Christian. Mm-hmm. She's a Christian. Mm-hmm. And she says, mm-hmm. you know, the man, he's a, he's a Christian. He, he, you know, he, he, I say, God Almighty, how do, you, how, do you, how do you justify saying something like that? He's a Christian. Mm-hmm. How do you justify, mm-hmm. and I say, how do you justify that baby crying in a cage? How do you justify the baby being taken away from her, his mother's arms? How do you justify the killings that he doesn't even acknowledge in those shootings, that he has uh, all kinds of crap to say about it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And nothing mm-hmm. that's really, you know, coming from a, a leader of a nation, okay? So how do you justify these things, you know? Mm-hmm. They just look at me, you know, because they don't. And the reason they can't justify is because they really don't know the history of stuff. They don't really read. They just listen to the Fox News or they have a podcast that they listen to. Or, you know, you know, I, I had a Russian lady. I mean, she's a good person. She really is. She's a good mother. She has two boys, you know. <laughs> but she's, she's Russian. And she'll stand there and she says, Trump is the best president you've ever had, like we've ever mm-hmm. had, because she's, she's, you know, she's a citizen, I think. She's been here for 14 mm-hmm. years, and she did her citizenship thing. Her husband was, uh, he was on uh, the Cirque du Soleil people, mm-hmm. and he got mm-hmm. one of those special talent visas thingamajiggies years mm-hmm. ago when he first started mm-hmm. coming to the States, and then she was able, because she was the wife, she was able, and then her boys were born here. You know, so mm-hmm. they're citizens, and um, it, <laughs> yeah, I just look. I just, I get, that angers me when she says that so loud. You know, mm-hmm. because you, I you it, Because we also know that in Florida, you have a big immigrant community. You have these activist youth, like who came out of of that that shooting. Do you ever yeah, get well, a chance to, to 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 see? I mean, what is their voice? 
and all of the they, well, they they're still out there and they're still active and they're still going out and doing that voter registration stuff and you know, mm-hmm. but they are you know they are students so they they have to go to school you know mm-hmm. so um, every now and then they are in the papers and stuff but nobody talks about them you know mm-hmm. uh, nobody says oh let's go to the the protest or let's go to they look at me I said mm-hmm. I was an activist in Atlanta and this is I'm, I, I need to get back to being able to walk so I can get out yet and be active mm-hmm. I, I did find the LGBT uh, center which just opened up in August in Kissimmee so I mm-hmm. have to go and I, and I found them because one of my doctors is like around the corner from it mm-hmm. so it's, mm-hmm. it's, they have this whole section in Kissimmee that they're renovating Mm-hmm. And it's really, really, you know, really nice. I mean, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. I just because it's right by the by a, by a lake, and they have a beautiful waterfront park that even has a, a ramp for the boats and all that kind of stuff. And um, and it's oh, it's a public park, you know, with the walking trails and all this other kind of stuff, you know. But um, the the LGBT center just opened there in August, so and there, so I'm gonna go down then I, Wednesday and Thursday. I have to have two appointments or two doctors down in that area, so. One of those two days, I'm going to drop in on the LGBT mm-hmm. center and get more well, information. Well, you know, I want to talk about that more in a minute, but before we take a break, you know, we talked right before that big election. You had Andrew Gillum. You know, there's a lot ah. of hope and there was a lot of enthusiasm. Many mm-hmm. people, and you know, I mean, many of us do believe that election was stolen. But what happened to that moment politically where, you know, he was making some really inroads in there. Do you think that that can be duplicated in 2020, that enthusiasm? Uh, well, I don't know. The Santos is, I don't know. The Santos has been doing a few things here and there, sort of kind of, you know, giving raises to the teachers and, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that and trying to make himself valid, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also you know still under investigation because it it uh, the the election here is questionable also you know uh, mm-hmm. for the governor just like it was up in Georgia okay mm-hmm. and the last I heard I, it was an article the other day that uh, Warren was considering Gillum as her VP I heard that so, too yeah that's what I read you know down here and and I read an mm-hmm. article and stuff mm-hmm. so I don't know but they yeah. The thing is that the seniors down here, I mean, you have to really get into the groups where the young people are. And, I mean, the uh, the Orlando Pride was just last week, and that was a huge turnout there. I couldn't go because I can't mm-hmm. walk for any amount of distance. So um, mm-hmm. so I can't go to these things that I have to be on my feet because uh, there's a, the two guys, um, uh, they used to live in Atlanta. They live in Sanford now, and there mm-hmm. are the, they, they are the um, – one Michael Foster and – Brian something Peterson or something like that, but I had interviewed them in the, at the radio station uh, years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, now they head up the Sanford Pride. You know, they're the, mm. the yeah, they head up the French. I had c- communicated with them last week because they came. They had a booth at the Orlando, and I was hoping to somehow make it there, but then I had to figure out how to you know where to park the car and how far they have to walk, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wound up not going because it just I get I get. Uh, I I wind up not being able to do a whole lot of stuff because the 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 inability to walk distance, you know, which is killing me. Mm-hmm. But I, I try to stay positive and I try to do as much as I can. I, I do my resistance exercises with my bands, my upper body, so I can keep my strength on my upper body. But mm-hmm. uh, when I try to do my little exercises, I'm taking, I do physical therapy and stuff like that, you know, but 
it's just old age, and I hate it. <laughs> but well, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not going to give up. You know? Well, don't you dare. Well, let's take nope. our first break here, and then I want to talk a little bit more about the LGBTQ community, so we'll be right back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. Back here on Collections by Michelle Brown, and I'm reconnecting with my dear friend Betty down there in Florida. Betty, okay, we've got a gay man running for president. Yeah, I mean, he's been on every debate. Okay, um, you and I met through HRC. Yes, HRC president is Alfonso David, he's African American. Mm-hmm. Um, in the state of Alabama, they just hired. Camarion uh, Anderson, who's not only African American but transgender, to she's heading up their efforts in 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 the um, Alabama of all places, particularly all places. Right. Hampshire. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, we've got a. I mean, we've had a number of, of LGBT candidates across the country get elected in since 2016. What mm-hmm. do you think about? This change, particularly at HRC, with Alfonso David. Oh, and, and we had an LGBTQ town hall. I mean, so which HRC was involved with. What do you think about that? What does this this change well, mean? Having this this well, it, 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 he's also from uh, and uh, has an immigrant background. Okay, well, it's progress. That's that's one thing. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I mean. How much, you know, what I, you know, what I worry about HRC is, you know, I mean, I met a lot of good people, you know, like yourself mm-hmm. and others. And the experience mm-hmm. was great. It taught me a lot about politics and how it all works for the understanding of that inner thing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, how it affects, you know, the people with money and people without money and because everything, you know, everything, is, you know, it's around that kind of stuff, you know, so. But um, I, I just hope that, that um, I haven't read too much about that Alabama stuff, but that's interesting, and I'll have to look it up and, and, and really get to know that because if I do try to do some activation, because I'm hoping to be able to get back up to Georgia for the elections mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I don't know. I, I just hope that they maintain their involvement and support mainly, you know, to support mm-hmm. the activities and, and provide the resources that are needed to move it forward because mm-hmm. that always seems to be the, um, the place where things work or don't work because resources mm-hmm. are not available to the 
to that grassroots community or, you know, the, 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 the non-1%. <laughs> oh, well, you know, people, and the other yeah. thing that I remember is, like, at their national dinner, how they said that they plan to work with Stacey Abrams' organization as far as getting out to vote, getting people registered and doing that, yeah. too. I was like, Wow, you know. Well, I hope so because I mean, she has an organization in Atlanta, that's Fair Play, that that's mm-hmm. their main scope. You know, the main scope is the voter registration and getting the vote mm-hmm. out. What you know, what I say is because you know, Stacy may have been able to uh, accrue some money, you know, through her donations and through her campaign, and and can have used that money for other campaigns or whatever. I guess you know, politically wise, but mm-hmm. it still she probably still has limits as to where she can spend that money that she had, you know, she still had in the bank, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that if they're if they're saying that they're going to work with her. I'm hoping that they will provide the resources that are needed to do the job, you know, mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be done, you know, and reach out to all 159 uh, counties in Georgia and, 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 and get in touch, you know, and reach out to every eligible voter and then provide the resources to get those people to the polls in case, you know, because the Republicans are still in charge and they're still closing mm-hmm. down votes. They're still closing down voting places, you know. They're still trying to prevent people from voting if they're not Republican, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, the the main thing is being able to, to get the folks to the polls, you know, getting, getting them registered first, you know, and then getting those people to the polls because a lot of them don't have cars, you know, because they a lot of poor districts and they um, they would have to, you know, get a car or pay or whatever it is to get to the polls. And if they provide transportation, that would be great, you know, like a federal grant just for the purpose of, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. If, 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 if the state government decides that they're going to close down certain polls or they're going to require certain, certain IDs or whatever it is that they do, then provide the resources for the people, you know, to get what they need and to get to the places that they need. And if they provide a grant for the purpose of transportation, then the people have a way of getting to the polls, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, they, you know, words are great, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's the action, you know, I'm, I'm 71 years old, you know, so it's like, don't, mm-hmm. don't tell me something that you're not going to do or help me with, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. and I've heard, I've heard that, uh, uh, you know, many times during my activist years and stuff. Oh yeah, we oh, oh gun ho. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we'll help. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, they don't provide resources, which is the main thing that you need when you're trying to get something off the ground. You know, so mm-hmm. that's well, that's you know, the. Mm-hmm. When, when I saw that they they hired Alfonso David, you know, I thought of a couple of things. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought that. Um, Chad Griffin was like a transition. I mean, you, you sort of thought he was sort of more like, you know, so a little more down to earth than they had been. But then, mm-hmm. you know, my thought, my next thought was, well, who's still on the board of directors, which really right. makes makes the decision. And then the board mm-hmm. of governors, which is to a lesser extent than the board of directors, because if there hasn't been a shift in that thinking, right? then, right. you know, Mm-hmm. It's just a pretty face. But right. then I had the NAACP yeah. conference, and I was t- talking to someone who's involved with them, who's also African-American, and he was like, you know, that there was the need for 
us, particularly people of color, to not mm-hmm. only support this new guy, but also to hold him, him and the organization accountable to really be about making the change that they seem to want to indicate that they're making right. by putting a black right. man in there. Yeah, but that doesn't, the changes don't happen because you put a black man in a position. The changes happen when you provide that person with the resources to make the changes that are needed. Okay, mm-hmm. so, you know, just saying something doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's going to happen. You know, you have to mm-hmm. make sure that you provide. You know, and HRC, well, you know, it's, <laughs> they, 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 they say a lot and, and, you know, they promise a lot. And then at the end of the, the day, it's like they're, it's minimal, you know. That's mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the experience in the past. So if that's changed, mm-hmm. great. But if it's the same board of directors and that hasn't changed because I haven't kept track, I haven't been on their website in a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, but if that hasn't changed, then the the mm-hmm. it's just like Congress. I mean, you have representatives and senators and 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 reps who have been in there thirty, forty, and fifty years. Things don't change if the 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 the, the, the mindset doesn't change. Okay, if mm-hmm. they if the if the mind is not is not more progressive. I mean, you know, the old people think old. I mean, as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, we get older because and we get progressive more so, but because we've always been in touch with the younger folks, mm-hmm. and, and and they pass you know they pass things down to us. Or we have grandchildren or younger people in the family who are very outspoken and they talk about stuff, and you learn from them. You know, so mm-hmm. we we become more more you know in in the mindset of the younger and know that change is needed. Even though we're mm-hmm. still me, I'm talking about me. I'm 71 years old. I'm old school. Yes, old school. But I stay in touch. Okay, mm-hmm. I stay in touch with the younger folks. I talk with the younger folks. I get to know you know what they're thinking. I mean, I even talk I even talk to the to the Russian ladies. He just turned 15. To the little 15 year old boy, his name is mm-hmm. Matt. And I talk to him all the time, you know, and he's very progressive thinking. And he understands when I'm talking to him about politics and he'll tell me what his other classmates are thinking about and saying and stuff. So he doesn't listen too much to his mom because he's, you know, he, he respects his mom and all that kind of stuff, but her political thinking and, and where she's at because she's from, you know, old school to him, right? And she's mm-hmm. only 36, I think. I think she's mm-hmm. only 36 or something like that. But... um you know, but she's still, you know, in, she got, she's, I talked to her because, I talked to her because I want to know what she's thinking. I want to know where mm-hmm. she's getting the information from. And, and there's these podcasts that she's from these, from these, I don't know, uh, Owen, somebody Owen. She listens to the podcast of some lady named Owen. And I have no idea who she is, but it's a oh, very, very, very conservative, radical, Republican kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, and I, and I, and I want to know because she's a good person, like I said earlier, and she's a great mom, you know, her boys are so polite and so nice and, you know, they're just nice kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's not, she can't be all that bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's her politics and she's having problem with the, she doesn't equate Trump to Putin. Okay. She doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. she said she hates Putin, but she loves Trump. I said, how do, you, how, how do you justify that? Please tell me how you justify that, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we have back and forth all the time about it, you know, but each time I learn something, you know, or she'll learn mm-hmm. something. 
but she's having not she's having she's having problems with the cultural um mm-hmm. the concepts that we use mm-hmm. they they don't register with her you know so she has to ask well what do you mean by that or what do you mean mm-hmm. by this you know so in order to get it you know sort of kind of registered in her head so she can understand what it is we mean when we say something you know because it now, might be you know, a slight, mm-hmm. you're there on the ground you're talking to this young fellow um, mm-hmm. You talked about how they're opening this new center in Kissimmee. Uh, in Cleveland, they're opening a new LGBT center. In different states. What, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio? Not, yeah, in Cleveland, they just opened a L, new LGBT center. Um, oh. Here in Michigan, you know, it's like at a state level, there's ways that we're able to communicate with others. We have an openly gay, a lesbian attorney uh-huh. general at the state level. And at different cities that you see that either from the community center or people who are out like you who are talking to people, that we mm-hmm. are moving things to change hearts and minds. Now, I don't right. think that there's – I think that there's still a need, as long as we have a political system that we do for these national organizations. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's those of us who are on, on the ground talking to people in their communities – and helping, like you said, break down the cultural differences yeah, yeah. and talking and nobody, making an opinion that we're making a difference. Right. We, we, it's always been like that, Michelle. It's always been the people who have been on the ground who make the difference. Mm-hmm. The reason that the big, you know, the big, the, the big boys like HRC, they take the credit is because we allow them to, because we mm-hmm. join them, we become members, and we advocate mm-hmm. for them instead of them advocating for us. Okay, so if, so if Alfonso David called you and said, Betty, you know, I want to do a better job, what would you mm-hmm. tell him? Get out and talk to the people. Get out and find out what it is that they want. Find out, you know, how they feel about, get them to know you as an LGBT person, okay? Um, because here, when I, I've had, listen, I've been, <laughs> and the dog park. I meet lots mm-hmm. of folks in the dog park from all kinds of, you know, walks of life, okay? From rich to poor to in between to black, Russian, you know, Hispanic, Mexican, Venezuela. I mean, from everywhere, okay? Canadian, mm-hmm. Australian, I mean, everywhere. And nobody has a problem with my gayness. Nobody. Mm-hmm. They all know I'm a lesbian. Nobody has a problem with that. You know, it's, I, they see me, I have my little dogs, I, I take care of my dogs, they're my babies, and just like their dogs are their babies, you know, so we have something mm-hmm. in common, okay? We have something in common. So because we have something in common, it makes me an okay person, okay? Mm-hmm. That's what those people out there need to, you know, know about us, that we are just mm-hmm. like them. We're just regular folks, you know, we're not no mm-hmm. different. You know, mm-hmm. and, and our personal life have no place in their mouth or in their speech mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I mean, we, we, we don't ask about their marriages or their, you know, relationships. And we don't want to know what goes on in their bedroom. Well, the same thing applies to us. You know, that's not, you know, part of the, part of the conversation. That's not anything that's supposed to determine who I am. Okay. Because mm-hmm. we don't, Do we don't use that, it to determine them, you know. Uh-huh. Do you think it was important? to have that LGBT uh, town hall debate to talk about, I mean, because many people don't. Oh, yeah, with, 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 the, presidential, with the presidential you know. candidate. Yeah, with uh-huh. the presidential candidate. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because whoever watched it, all of a sudden, you know, sort of kind of got a feel 
for okay, this is another 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 informational kind of piece for conversation. You know, this is something else. Okay, they they might have learned something by some you know somebody you know saying something. But you see, everybody everywhere has somebody who's gay in their family. Okay, mm-hmm. listen, there's there's a, a lady that comes here that I met who who babysits my dogs. Her son is gay. Okay, mm-hmm. there's another another lady at the other dog park. She has twin boys. One boy is gay. Another lady at the dog park. She has a brother. He's gay. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and, and there's a husband and wife that come here, and the dog Murray. The dog is Murray. I can't remember their names. I always remember the dog's names. They <laughs> they have they had a daughter who's gay and getting married. And he mm-hmm. just told me the other day, my daughter's getting married. She was so excited. Okay, mm-hmm. so I mean, they all they all are aware of gayness, but it's part of their family. It's normal to them. So when they meet somebody else, it's oh yeah, my daughter's gay. Oh, yeah, my brother's gay. Oh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I have two boys and one of them is gay. That, that's mm-hmm. been the conversations, you know. Nobody has, you know, said, and, and, and even the Russian lady said, oh, never, never, oh, no, never, never. But remember, we have to be tolerant. I said, yeah, okay, good, cool. <laughs> be tolerant, okay? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I thought it was one nice thing also to put it at that level because, I mean, really, stay out mm-hmm. of my bedroom. Okay, but people mm-hmm. need it. I mean, but the people who don't recognize that, you know, in almost, you know, so more more states than we'd like to recognize how we can still be fired about housing discrimination. Right. I mean, the things that, you know, marriage wasn't like the final line. And no, marriage, how, no. How, how, how many other things that they are, you know, so I thought it was important to to put it at that level. And also that it's like, it made it really clear to me, like, you know, if I were, not gay, I would, I saw, you know, hmm, these people aren't asking for special rights. I didn't no. know that they didn't have this and that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We just, you know, people just, you know, we, we're just like everybody else, you know? It's mm-hmm. just like they judge us. What happens is those people who are judging us are judging us on, 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 on how they view us in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's none of their business. Hey, and, and it's probably tamer than what they're doing. You know? Right. Yeah, look, every other day, every other day, there's another Republican coming out for being a pedophile or or mm-hmm. or, or having having sex somewhere with a or underage whatever. I mean, every other day, there's another one coming out in some state, you know, House representative or some some priest, some pastor, some something coming every other day. At least down here in Florida, those things come out often. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it doesn't just sort of tickle you. Like you said, there it is. Up here's another. Yeah, but look, yeah. Here, Lisa, listen, the villages, okay, which here in Central Park, which is up about maybe 20 something miles uh, 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 north of where I am now, the villages is huge. And it's all senior citizens, which are, you know, 55 plus communities, okay? And it's mm-hmm. a, a, a variety of, of different communities and stuff there. You can, you know, all kinds. It's, it's huge. It's huge with all kinds of shopping malls and the fancy stores. And I mean, it's, and it's the capital of the STD disease mm-hmm. in the nation, not just in mm-hmm. Florida. These are all senior citizens screwing one another, okay, and mm-hmm. getting sick. Mm-hmm. And that's a known fact. 
And that's a known fact. Like, I mean, that, you know, I read it in the paper when I first got down here and I went to my friends that I had met and they went, what is this village thing here? What are the villages? Senior citizens, STD? What is that all about? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but, but, but the, the dollars to talk about STDs and mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that protect against like CREP and HIV and AIDS, you mm-hmm. know, that's not there. But like you said, here's a different population Right. That people don't want to think of they, you know, as long as they can. No, put and the HIV population and is AIDS and that right. on us, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. But you know, yeah. no. but the population, yeah, the population in the villages is mainly, uh, you know, well-to-do, upper class, mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. okay, and mm-hmm. behave and, and what whatever behavior they do is okay, okay, mm-hmm. because. Some, you got some of the fanciest stores. You name them Fifth Avenue stores. I mean, they and and, and it's it's a, a golf cart city. They have a whole the whole main street up there in the villages. I went up there with Tom and I said, "Holy crap! Look at this!" <laughs> it was nothing nothing but golf carts, and they got the little just like if you was going into the little town and the parking spaces for cars. Mm-hmm. They were just for golf carts. Okay. And mm-hmm. everything goes around in a circle, so you don't have to go the other way. Everything goes around in a circle, but you don't miss anything because they, they've navigated so that you can see everything, go through everything, and then get back to the main strip to get back on to 27, okay, because it, it, 27 goes right through it. But it just, <laughs> I just laughed. I, I said, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's just so it funny. sort of takes you back to health care. These are yeah. people who probably exactly. have, and they can, they, exactly. can get, they can get treatment. But if you go up into Atlanta, Cleveland, right. Chicago, New York, yeah. Detroit, where you have right. LGBTQ youth who don't have access to that and don't exactly. have access to health care, I mean, you exactly. know, I mean, so it makes a yeah. difference. You can report the numbers, but can you mm-hmm. get the treatment? Oh, and yeah. Because back down and to, it, they have, okay. they have. They have all kinds of healthcare professionals in the villages, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that provide yeah, for you. Too, I mean, you know, and, and that's why I tell people, you know, it's sort of like it's all connected because, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. when you see that yeah. there's this attack on Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood, which often provides low-cost healthcare right. for people for low income. with low income who are income. going there, up there. So you're attacking them. Mm-hmm. So it's all really connected. Everything then, is know, connected. If you have yeah. money, you can yep. you can get reported and they can count it. But you can get health care. But people yep. who don't, you Th- know, then you can die. Then you can just die. Okay, it's mm-hmm. just simple as that. That's the reality of it. Then you can mm-hmm. just die. You know, because you it's can just, just that's, you the, way, can that's just the way die. the system. Yeah, that's the way the system is built, and that's why people need to be, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, informed. You know, the only way that we can change things, yeah, we have our representatives, you know, but once they get up there in the Washington, D.C., they get into that whole flow of, a, oh, wow, I can do this. Oh, boy, I can make that much money. Oh, boy, they're going to pay me for this. Mm-hmm. You know, to get into that thing of getting all these favors and being able to go to all these fancy places without having to pay. And then all they want from you is your vote when the time comes for something that they need, you know, for your corporation, for their company, for their boss, whatever it is, you know, and people get into that thing and they feel that they can get away with it because their constituency is not informed. They just don't, are not aware of how the wheels turn, you know, and this is why we, we need to, you know, keep at it. You know, we need to keep informing 
you know, because I'm telling you, when I get into my thing sitting at that, at, at, at that table in the dog park, people just look at me and they just like, they have no idea what I'm talking about. They just uh-huh. don't have any idea because they never thought about going there. They never go, you know, about thinking in that way. Okay. As long as they're in a happy place and they're, they're doing what they think is, is good. They don't uh-huh. care about anything else. They don't care yeah, about anything. Know, uh-huh. Yeah, I can go and get, you know, painkillers for my hip, my knee, but hey, what do I care about Planned Parenthood? I can't get pregnant, you know? I mean, that's right, you, exactly. You those exactly. I don't care exactly. about Planned Parenthood. The, the senior, you know? senior citizens, what do they care about Planned Parenthood? They're not, they're not caring about planning for any, any being any parent anymore. They've already had theirs. All they're mm-hmm. thinking about is how much sex can I have before I die? <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, I can, I can still do that. You know, they often yeah. say, I yeah. can know, right. you know, you and want Viag- to Viag- the pill, Listen, Viagra, yeah. Viagra mm-hmm. is paid for by Medicare in full. Mm-hmm. Yes. All oh. you need is a script. Go to the drugstore and you get your Viagra for free. Your Medicare mm-hmm. pays for it, but you can't get birth, birth control. Mm. Wow. That, yeah, right. That's a concept. Think about that one. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when I saw because down here was the first time that I saw an ad that mm-hmm. said Viagra's covered by, by, by Medicare. I said, what? <laughs> uh-huh. oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, who knew? I mean, I didn't know that. But I just, yeah. but you know what? I mean, you know, and you travel around, okay? Mm-hmm. Isn't mm-hmm. it like a totally different world? I mean, do you, sometimes do you have to want to go it- and, and, and shake Shake your, your neighbors or the people at the dog. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know how many times I've been tempted to get some banners, put them on my RV, and just start driving around, you know, about, yeah, this is, this is the I am tour, you know, and no, mm-hmm. he needs to be impeached, you know, and it's like just putting little, little, you know, little, little, you know, like making signs and just sticking up and just driving, just driving so people can read the stuff so that maybe they'll get inquisitive and maybe they'll get curious and maybe they'll want to know why, you know. But you know how many times? But then I think about all the damn pain I'm going to be in when I can't walk and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So I have to keep still. I'm, I'm dying. I mean, I'm, I'm dying. Not dying, literally dying, but I'm, I'm just dying from the fact that I can't get out there and be a participant like I used to, you know? And um, I've been thinking about doing a podcast. I've been doing, you know, all, all, just thinking. Uh-huh. But, the, but being in pain when it's – today is a good day. And uh-huh. – um, but when I'm in pain, it's constant. I don't take painkillers for it or anything because I won't. You know, doctors want to put me on opioids. And I said, no. Mm. I, I take an Aleve. I take two Aleves every other day or something because it works, you know, and it stays, you know, I stay pain-free for, for a day or two or whatever. But uh, not, you know, you know, at least tolerable, you know, it, at least I can okay. stand it. But when, when it gets really bad, I mean, I have to keep uh-huh. still. And I have two uh-huh. dogs I have to walk. You know, uh-huh. that's why I come to the park so often because I can just take them into the park, let them move, and I can sit down. You know, because they now, have. You know good. that. Okay, so you you are committed to not taking this, but we do have. I mean, another thing that has come up in these debates is this opioid epidemic, to where and you do have yeah. doctors who are quick to write you a script. Oh yeah. 
I could get them anytime. All I got to do is go to any of the doctors I'm seeing. I'm in pain. And they've tried to put me on, they put me on Lyrica. I had to give that shit up because, oh, sorry. I had to erase that one. (laughs) I had to give it, I had to give it up because it was making me feel terrible. I found out that that was like an opioid. Uh, they put me on the tramadol thing. I took one one night. I thought I was going to jump out of my skin. I, I gave them away. I gave them away to a lady that takes them over here in the, in the park. I gave them away. I said, you take them anyway? Yeah, here, take them. I mean, you know, it's like I, any, any of the doctors that I go to, that's what they recommend. They go through the whole, they put me on another one, and I can't think of that. That didn't work for me either. I mean, they're all habit-forming, what they want me you know, to take. And I refuse. I go in, then I tell them, I'm doing everything natural. I'm doing organic. I'm doing plant-based on everything that I do in order to get rid of all this stuff and this, all this pain and the diabetes because I'm also de- dealing with the diabetes. Mm-hmm. And um, I just had a bio-T done, which is the hormone thing. And I was down on vitamin D and I was down on um, my testosterone was only five. And we're supposed to be 150 to 250 for women. And mm-hmm. that might be causing some, so they, they gave me a pellet. It, that mm-hmm. part, Medicare, Medicare didn't cover that. And it cost me 400 bucks. And wow. it's, a pellet, it's a pellet of testosterone at one, let me see, 137.5% of whatever it is, testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they, 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 they make a little slit on, on, on your backside and they stick mm-hmm. it in there and then they banded it up. And you know, I just took the bandaid off today because I just did it Monday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last Monday, and I was afraid to take the bandage off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, because I didn't know if it had completely healed up, and I didn't want to take it off and then open up that little slit, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's okay. Now, now mm-hmm. you know, you you stay pretty aware. You read. You talk to people mm-hmm. of different generations, but mm-hmm. you know, you're down here, and you're surrounded by, uh, you know. There are young people, but you're surrounded by a lot of seniors. I mean, we've talked about a number of things, Medicare, you know, and how many of them aren't really concerned about it, um, uh, income, how many of them, as long as they still get money in, they're okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, opioids, I mean, well, hey, you can get them right in and left, but other places are just like dying because of opioid addiction. You right. hear in conversations, you know, where that there's, like millennials or younger people sort of look at and they go like, you know, they just don't get it. In fact, they're looking at some of the candidates who are up there and going like, you know, they're all, you know, over 70. They don't understand what we're going through. And as I listen to you talk, I mean, you know, it seems like many of the people, more people don't get it than there are people like you. They, they aren't functioning intergenerationally they're sort of right. like in their own bubble yeah you're right how how do we how do we bridge that gap to sort of like sort of like yeah more of us more of us have to get out there more of us who are aware we have to form some kind of something where we can interconnect and somehow do things that we can sort of kind of you know get you know, like I, like for instance i know wrg for instance you probably know somebody up there in 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 detroit in the radio thing you know um and and or you know somehow connect with you know there's people that i know that you know people in atlanta they they were it was televised okay mm-hmm. so and then Tony, I know Tony, you know, and he was on television mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, I've, 
it's something that I've always tried to do when I was active in Atlanta. If I met one person who was trying to do something and then I met another person who was talking about doing that plus adding something else, or why reinvent anything? You know, when somebody else is doing something, I would say, okay, but well, this person is doing this. Why don't you give them a call and find out how you can interconnect and get the work done without having to mm-hmm. repeat what they've already done? You know, mm-hmm. so my notion has always been, if, if, if we all got together with all the experiences and knowledge and, and the things that we have seen and, you know, and know from our own personal experience and plus friends and whatnot, and if we can get all that information out there mm-hmm. to the public and, and do it and do it in sound bites by districts or because, you know, there's 159 districts in, in, in Georgia, for instance. So getting in touch with the leader of the who, whatever organization is in, the, in that one district for LGBT folks, for instance, getting in touch with them and, and giving them access to all these other organizations that are doing work and how they're doing so they can have, we have telecommunications now. It's not like you have mm-hmm. to travel to go. You can get on Skype. You can do, I'm sure they, uh, that Skype is probably old fashioned. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. there's probably other ways of communicating and being, you know, in the same place at the same time, more or less, you know, like in other words, you can talk and everybody can talk at the same time so that they can uh-huh. have meetings and they can share information and knowledge and resources. You know, uh-huh. I'll always remember something that somebody had told me, and I won't say names or anything, but it was an organization that I used to belong to in Atlanta. And in the beginning, I, um, I knew that they were able to, um, um, uh, you know, fundraise and, and, and bring in lots and lots of money for that particular organization, okay? Uh-huh. And every year, it got better and better and better. And one day I asked, I said, why don't, why don't you share your resources, with those organizations that are trying to do these other things, you know, from the ground up, but don't have the money for everything that they need to do. So if they had some resource that they could say, okay, here's our plan, here's what we want to do, and they could get funded from somewhere and, or have a fundraiser, you know, so they can bring in some money to get things done. And the response was, no, we don't share our resources because if we mm. shared them, then there's less for us. I said, oh, mm-hmm. shit. You know, I said, mm-hmm. I, never, I, 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 never, I just never understood that concept, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the way I look at it, if you help somebody else to do what they need to do and they expand and they get bigger, then they're always going to come back to help who helped them. That's the way I look mm-hmm. at it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're not losing, they're gaining because they'll gain all those resources that that other p- person manages to get in, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, just, it's just mind-boggling sometimes, and, and sometimes I just think that people just don't, don't, don't have the, I don't know, looking, looking to the future or, you know, the foresight or, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, it just they, they have to be like true true believers, you know, in what yeah. can get done, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, have, mm-hmm. you, you have to have a little bit of dreamer in you, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. A, and, a, and a little bit of doer, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have to dream about what can be, mm-hmm. and then you can do to make that happen. You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the way I've always felt about stuff, you know, and it's, it's just, um, uh, and, and, and you have to be able to just get out there and have the conversations and not be afraid. I mean, fear, I think, is one of the biggest things 
that sort of kind of keeps people, you know, from activating. In other words, being able to join organizations or whatever, because mm-hmm. I, I think the the the, the lashback, you know, is the, the mm-hmm. pushback or whatever they want to call it, um, is what they fear. They they don't want to mm-hmm. be they don't want to be looked at in a negative, you know, and. Um, but you have to believe. If you believe in what you believe and the believe is good, then it doesn't matter if somebody else mm-hmm. thinks, you know, in the bad or doesn't, doesn't want to accept what you believe in as long as you know that it's good, you know, and it's for the yeah. betterment of whatever it is the cause is, you know. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, just, it's, it's a complicated. It's just complicated, you know. It's just mm-hmm. it's all complicated. You know? so you, you well, what we're going to take our... We're going to take our next break, and we're going to talk about something that's been really complicated, these debates. (laughs) So we'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Betty, we were talking about something that we left out talking about, things that were complicated and dreamers and doers. So, Mm -hmm. okay, so we've been doing these debates. I mean, we had the one in Detroit where there were so many people, they had to do it over two days. (laughs) I mean, we've had had, uh, a separate one that was on the environment and climate change, which was um, you know, on a not on one of the main channels. You know, we yeah. have these places setting thresholds on what means who can get up on the stage and be a part of it. And I know when you look at all of these candidates, you know, I heard dreamers and doers. I heard solutions for that. What do you think about this whole process? I mean, and that we're months away from. The first primary. Yeah, this is February. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's closer than you think. February is just around the corner, actually. You know. Well, that's but, true. Yeah, yeah. You know, my thing is is that for some reason somebody told these candidates that you got to beat the other one down for some for, mm-hmm. for some reason. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. if you're beating one another up, you're beating the the party. You know, because this is what the public is going to get the impression of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you have mm-hmm. people who are undecided and all they see debate after debate after debate is people beating up on one of the other candidates or something because that's they, they think that's how they're going to score points, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's wrong. I just think that's so wrong. You know, it's like uh, they, they, need to, they need to be able to tell us what their policies are going to be, how they're going to solve stuff, what, you know, to take the things that are going on now and say, okay, 
uh, we know that this is not working now, but this is what we would do to fix it and to make it work, you know, things that, and, and talk to them the stuff that, that, that they understand, stuff that affects them now, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and not give them these, 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 these hypotheticals of, you know, this is what will happen, but it's hypothetical. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not based on the experience that the people are experiencing now. You know, so I, I just, I don't know, you know, I, you know, uh, my, you my, I'm going to, yeah, I'm tell you what, what you have to say, I have to put, I have to interject with this is that my, my favorite from day one has been Kamala and Mayor Pete, because mm-hmm. from day one, I saw what I saw, in my opinion is that uh, she, I don't, I know that there was things about her that people were talking about when she was the district attorney out there in California and about the uh, prison system and stuff. And, you know, she sent people um, to jail when she shouldn't have or whatever. And, you know, and, but she's already acknowledged that. And Mm -hmm. she was a prosecutor and Mm -hmm. she was working, she was working with the laws that existed at the time. You know, marijuana was still a crime back then. Okay, so mm-hmm, she had mm-hmm. she had she had no recourse but to sentence them. You know, to get get you know get them in jail and give them jail time for it. They there was no 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 you know there was no option. <laughs> so, but they're persecuting her for that and they're criticizing her for that, and I think that's wrong, and that takes away from the people who really don't know her because they already started out with a negative. So now they don't want to even pay attention anymore about her. Okay, and and I mean that, and I and that's for both you know liberals and progressives mm-hmm. and conservatives and people who are on the fence and all that other kind of stuff, you know. And but I think that she's sincere. I really think she has the experience, and she knows the law, <laughs> which is something mm-hmm. that we're missing right now. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I I really think that she would make a great president, and then if she mm-hmm. would bring along. Pete, Mayor Pete, um, mm-hmm. he would bring in the LGBT community uh, because he's, bring, he's, brought, he's brought in a lot of money he's in his campaign, and we know why. He's LGBT, and all the, uh, you know, all the HRC elite white gay men are donating, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know this. The community knows this, okay? So, yes, he's accumulated a lot of dollars, but um, I, it, regardless of the dollars, okay, he talks in a very uh, understandable way. He explains things to the people. He's very knowledgeable. He's very smart. He's aware. You know, he's been a soldier. He's, he's aware of uh, international policy. He knows international affairs. He's been, you know, he's been to these countries. He knows the people. He speaks seven languages. Mm-hmm. To, to speak seven languages, okay, there has to be an understanding of those cultures in order to feel that language and learn it. Because when I speak in Spanish, there's a whole different feeling when I say something than when I say it in, in English, okay, mm-hmm. because the words, the words are more expressive, the words are more colorful, you know, in, in Spanish than they are in English, okay? And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and they're more endearing or they're more emotional or they're more, you know, something that affects me and how I'm thinking of whatever it is that I'm saying, okay, opposed to the English. English is very bland. It's very, very unemotional because that's just the way it is. 
And you, and you have to understand that culture because when you're translating from one to another, exactly. you know, it makes you think before you speak. You know? That's right. And you have to say it in certain tones. You know, in, in English, we don't have tones. We only have tones when we're angry or if we're happy. You know, we have, when we're just talking in general conversation, there's no tones in order to express what it is that you're trying to say, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, other languages, there's tones in your voice that tell the other person, you know, the intensity of what it is that you're saying, you know, so it's it just, it's just different. So the man, the man has the capacity to um, do all kinds of, you know, international stuff and be a great, you know, uh, I know a VP is more like an ambassador, you know, but he would be mm-hmm. a great, a great ambassador, you know, to, to, for, 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 for the relationship between countries and the way we are right now, if we ever needed somebody that could do that to, to, to fix what has been broken, we need somebody mm-hmm. who understands. Okay. We don't need yeah. no novice or no, somebody that's just there mm-hmm. because they look pretty or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but you know, I, my, when I, when I, Kamala may Pete, that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, when I listen to, you know, cause I'm not going to tell you my pick, but you know, mm-hmm. we think mm-hmm. a lot of many ways, but, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, when I look at all of them and I look at the way that these debates are set up, if you go back and you look at all of these people, they have the opportunity to define what's the Democratic Party and what makes it different from the mm-hmm. Republican Party and what, are, what, are our, what this country would look like. But instead, mm-hmm. I mean, different ones have different, they have different strengths, but rather than doing that, they've got like, you know, this, this quick thing to, to try to attack the other person and maybe get in what they want to do without painting that picture where often like you can sort of come out and go like, wow, what do they stand for? You know, what, what, what's going to be different about getting a Democrat in there? And I think that, you know, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, it could be, it could be, um, you know, they have to, they have to be acknowledge it and they have to, uh, they have to fix it, you know, in the next couple of debates, you know, before February, I mean, because it's just, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, 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 I mean, they can't wait until, you know, because February and then you have all the, you know, all the other caucuses, all the other primaries or mm-hmm. whatever. And before you know, mm-hmm. there's November. And, and, mm-hmm. and we, we have to know. <laughs> we just have to know who it's going to be, you know. But, <laughs> and, you know, that's why I've signed, I've signed, yeah, I've signed many petitions online about, you know, go blue no matter who. You know, I've, exactly. I've signed and pledged. And I've signed and pledged on many, on many forms and because, it may come down to that. It may come down that we have to unite as a people, okay, whether we like them or not, to vote and blue you know, no I, matter who. And I think that that's really important. Like I said, and I think that you have can look at, and I mean, you've got a president and vice president up there in that group. You also have many other cabinet positions up there, which are mm-hmm. fix the damage that's been done and build forward. But, you know, I think that, you know, how do we get that? I still hear people fighting that, well, you know, if it had been Bernie and not not Hillary, you know, we'd be in the – they're still fighting that. And it's like, you know, that was 2016. Let yeah. it go. Let it go. Be, but that's because, that's because, you see, as, as much as nobody wants to admit it, mm-hmm. Hillary would have had such an impact on not only our country but around the world. Because mm-hmm. she is, she is so much more informed. 
she she knows every every leader in the you know in the world okay she knew mm-hmm. exactly how to speak to them talk to them what they needed okay how we could help them and how they could help us you know, because she was a danger she was a danger to a lot of them to a lot because of them you and, could, and you know what you could erase bill from her resume and an awesome woman, you know, you have a yeah. really phenomenal Oh, yeah, human oh, yeah, all by herself. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. all oh, by herself, all by herself. I, I'm not even considering Bill, you know. I, oh, when exactly. I look at her, when I look at her, I look at Hillary, Hillary Rodden, you know, that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that, that never mind the Clinton. She is mm-hmm. a self-made individual. I mean, she started young, okay, mm-hmm. and, worked her, and worked her way up the ranks. All right. Yes, she married the governor to be over there in Arkansas, but that was Arkansas. That was not that, you know, but it wound up to be the thing to have done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eventually. But, um, mm-hmm. it's just, she, she's a smart woman. She's just smart. And the thing is that she had so much information and she, they feared her. They feared her. They knew that a whole lot of stuff would come down tumbling, you know? And mm-hmm. the thing is that it's all going to come down tumbling anyway, because with all this mess that has been created by, 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 by Cheeto. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. All those same people would have been taken down because they were already corrupt to start out with. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. she would have, you know, she would have identified them or kicked them out silently. She would have just told them, listen, I'm, I'm giving you the chance to, you know, put in your walking papers and leave. All right. Mm-hmm. And we keep mm-hmm. it quiet. You just went home to take a vacation, be with the family or whatever. And goodbye. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because she knew, she knew, you know, and it's just, you know, mm-hmm. and now what, what every time she opens up her mouth for some, you know, it, it, it becomes, you know, something like she said that was wrong. Just like what she came out and said this past, you know, weekend about the, um, the candidate, what's her name? Gabbard or mm-hmm. Jackie, mm-hmm. What her name? The, 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 the Hawaiian lady. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now they're, you know, they're trying to slip it back on her, like she mm-hmm. can't get you know, over her loss or anything like that. No, she's, she's warning us. She's warning us. She warned us back then. We didn't listen. And look at us now. This is the last shot of the patriarch, okay? Men have had, you know, they have screwed things up for so many years, and now mm-hmm. this is their last, their last hurrah. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're afraid even though they know that women women can do it and they see what we're doing. Yeah, but they're they not never gonna admit that. it. Yeah, but they're not never gonna admit that women can do it. No. You know? no. <laughs> uh, so so I mean so when you look also we've got some, you know, on the democratic side, you know, I mm-hmm. mean I mean are Americans really you have women, particularly white women, who I wanna say do they have this daddy complex where they still wanna put in you know, if it, it has to be old white man, and then it's like, okay, well, we'll vote for him because he has some kind of knowledge. When you want to say, my sister, you know, you're holding down the house. Why do you feel that we need a man, a mm-hmm. white man, empowered? Mm-hmm. You know, that one, I think women would be wiser with power. We've always been wiser. We've always, with power. We've always been wiser. Who, I mean, my my argument has always been, even when I was still on the radio, you know, years back, and that was like three years or whatever, but um, I've always said, you know, and always asked the question, in, in the household, who, in any, in any culture, 
Who solves mm-hmm. the issues of the household? Who? Who finds the solutions? It's not the guy, okay? It's not mm-hmm. the dad and it's not the, 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 the husband, okay? It's the mom, the wife, mm-hmm. who finds the mm-hmm. solution and says, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to fix this, okay? Who, who, mm-hmm. who does that? Anywhere, yeah. everywhere. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what the United States of America needs. They, we need a woman who will go in there and fix it the way that women know how to fix shit in, in simple mm-hmm. English. You know, uh-huh. that's, just, uh-huh. you know, it's just, just, yeah, it, I don't, but it's trying but, to, you know, I run into that at the park here with the guys, you know, and I tell mm-hmm. them that, you know, I have a little hat that says, you know, the future is female. <laughs> and they look at me and they laugh and I say, ha, <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, but- so, and you know we both come under that umbrella as people of color and I, mm-hmm. I will have progressive progressive mm-hmm. women who will come and say you know if black women and and if women of color if we just if you guys just come out and you just do this and do that and I'm going like you know what we've been doing the heavy lifting when are you going to mm-hmm. get your tribe together because right. they're the ones who voted for that do you ever you know how do we tell progressives, yes. you know, you can't ask us to do the heavy lifting and then also blame it on us when more of you voted for him than us. Right. Right. Mean, you know. The thing is to get people to um to get people to understand that they are that group of people of color. You know, that some mm-hmm. folks that because their skin looks white Mm-hmm. They don't think that could they're considered to be people of color, you know, no matter if you're if you're not white Caucasian with a mm-hmm. European background in this country, you're not considered to be white. Anything else is considered uh, to uh, be they, a person of color. They might talk to you like you are, but when it hits, when the rubber hits the road, they're gonna say, "But you know, yeah." Uh-huh. Yeah, but people, I've had this, I've, I've looked at people, because I mean, the Russian lady, for instance, she says, "Well, why do people t- treat me so mean?" You know, I look like them. I'm like them. I said, no, they don't look at you like a white person. Understand that. You're, you're Russian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not white. Mm-hmm. You're not white. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm not white. They don't look at me as the, you know, I'm not white. She said, you're not? I said, no, I'm Puerto Rican. You said, well, then you're, you're white. Said, no, no, I'm not white. I'm a person of color. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, even though she's an, a, an immigrant, she considers to be her, you know, she thinks she's assimilated, but she has a deep, deep accent. She doesn't understand half of the words that you tell her and stuff like that. She has to ask what it means. You know, so people don't consider her to be an American mm-hmm. or white. She's an immigrant. To me, the other thing that people don't understand is like, okay, we have always been a country of immigrants. But right. now when he talks about making America great again, yeah. he mm-hmm. says he's talking about making it white again. White so again. people who, like you said, like her, you know, she's skilled yeah. at it. Yeah. Well, when it counts, they'll say, oh, yeah, you look white, but they still go by that accent. And exactly. Not exactly. She's not like us. So and won't, they, they, won't treat her, they won't treat her like mm-hmm. she is part of them, you know? You know, yeah. how do we reclaim, I mean, and, and make people stand up and proudly say, you know what? We are a nation of immigrants. Immigrant. You know, you don't have to strive to be white, to be American, by being an immigrant, you're part of the American experience. Right. And that's, that's another, another post I would put on my, on my, on my RV. If I go around, I'm an immigrant. 
I'm a person of color, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I'm a lesbian, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a grandmother, you know what I mean? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's like to give that humanity to all the rest of it, you know? I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just people just don't put all of those things together. That's, that's the, uh, and they always want to be better than, okay? Mm-hmm. They always want to be better than somebody else. So when they get a chance to, you know, to be above an, a whole group of people, that's what they choose to be. So, but it's based on ignorance. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's misinformation, and there's so much of it down here in Florida. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. misinformation everywhere, you know. And I try to, when I talk to them, I say, listen, if you're listening, if you're listening to Fox News, you're not getting the news. I was in broadcasting, and Fox News was never a credible source of information for us. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's still not. Fox News is not a credible source. Period. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, just so. In January 2021, Betty, and you're sitting mm-hmm. there, you know, with your dog. The phone rings, and they said, you know, Betty, you know, the president would like to speak to you, and you say, "Hello, Madam President." Yeah. <laughs> and she says, yeah. and she says, Betty. You know, it's pretty messed up. What do you think? I mean, give me your top three things that you think I need to tackle. Oh, the people. Just go talk to the people. Just Mm -hmm. go out there and talk to the people. I don't care how much you think you have. You haven't haven't talked enough. Just go out there. Let them know that you hear them. Let them know that you know what has to be fixed. And be transparent, you know, Mm -hmm. talk to them, talk to them on their level, you know, talk to them in, 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 without political ease, you know, it's just like legal ease, just talk to them Mm -hmm. in a a way that talks to them in that general form of everyday life, you know, Mm -hmm. just talk to them, talk to them how your aspir, what your aspirations are, talk to them about your children, your grandchildren, if you have, if you have them, you know. Talk to, mm-hmm. talk to them about uh, what you aspire. Talk to them and, and compare to, and ask them what they aspire, you know, and see where you can come together and, and what issues are, that you need to work on because that's the same issues that you want to happen, they want to happen, you know. So make, and then come out of it with, with some priorities, like, you know, take three things that you'll say, okay, we're going to get this done right away. When those things are where you know they're possible because you have the power to do that, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. talk to them, just get to know the people that you are serving, okay, because this is what it is you're serving mm-hmm. them, you know, when you're serving someone or a people or a group, you need to find out what their needs are. Get to know mm-hmm. that, you'll be president forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean. But that's that's what you need to do, you know. You know, I mean, Obama talked to the people. Whenever he he talked to them, he would look straight out at them in TV or whatever it was, and talk. He would talk to them, and he would talk to them in a way that you could understand, you know. And you knew and that you it was coming from really his heart. And you, mm-hmm. Yeah, you felt his caring, and you knew it was coming from his heart. But he also told us that he had a Republican Congress that wasn't letting him do a lot of things. 
See, people don't understand that. They think that the president has the power to do whatever he wants to do, and that's mm-hmm. not so, okay? Mm-hmm. He needs the approval. He needs the approval. And if they don't put the damn things up on the floor to talk about, discuss on them, and vote on them, then nothing ever gets done. Look, they got 400 bills sitting on the Senate desk that have mm-hmm. been approved by the House, dealing in everything from gun control to women's rights to, I mean, to everything. And nothing is getting done because the Senate won't act on it. It's McConnell. It's McConnell. Mm-hmm. That's what, mm-hmm. that's, you see, that's what I would like to see the candidates talking about, okay? Mm-hmm. Tell them this is what the Democratic Party has done. We have passed all these bills that you all showed concern because you came out to march. You came out and protested. You sent in your letters, your postcards, whatever it was, and you said this is what we needed. We voted. We passed it in the House. We sent it to the Senate for approval. They haven't done squat on them. There's 400 of these bills sitting there, and we need to get those done. So that you, so that you, the people, can get this, 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 and this. Then they would understand because they know they're not getting none of that because the bills haven't passed, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. the Senate hasn't acted. But they don't understand that concept because they don't even realize what the procedures are, okay? Uh-huh. So that's what lacks it, the, the communication. The telling mm-hmm. them the facts, you know, we're not mm-hmm. stupid out here. We're not stupid. You know, we're not stupid. But if we don't have the information, we don't, we can't process it. We can't determine what it is. We can't make form opinions. We don't know what it is. The only people that know what it is is folks like you and myself and others who read and, mm-hmm. and, and pay attention and, and are informed and know that nothing is happening. Okay. But it's like it's not happening because there's only one party not acting, okay, and not uh-huh. doing what they're They're not working for us. They're not serving the people. Well, Betty, it's been mm-hmm. great. I'm, you know oh. I'm going to talk to you, but you know we're going to talk because as we get closer to it. And oh, I'm yeah. Talking, like oh, yeah. Said, blow, oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever you do, blow, vote and vote blue. <laughs> yes. vote, vote blue no matter who. <laughs> That's right. No matter who. No matter who, y'all. You know, swallow, swallow hard, go in there, and vote blue no matter who, even if you don't like them, because otherwise what we wind up getting another four years of what we don't want. We have have our work ahead of us. Go on. I want to thank today's guest, Betty Covertier, for sharing her unique perspective as an out Latina lesbian living the retired life in Florida. Florida is the third most populous state in the country. It contains the highest percentage of people over 65. Although there is a significant Hispanic population in South Florida, approximately 65% of the population identifies as white. It's among several states that are largely targeted by both political parties in the campaign period before the presidential election. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual 
living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change. Right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.